Well, hey you, hello there, every person everywhere. Well, hello, hello, hello again, everybody. My name is Lynn, and I am every person everywhere. And this is stuff that you can relate to, hopefully. So, obviously, talking a lot about COVID and, you know, my experiences in life has been very medically exhausting. Um, I started college for my graduate degree at about 155 pounds. By the time I got done my worldly travels, I weighed somewhere around 130. And I, I did not, like I said before, I'd never really went to the gym either. I'd never bulked up. I tried a little bit to impress that girl when it fell flat, but you know, I digress. I, I was never bulky. Um, I was always lanky and I lost a lot of weight. But along the way, I learned a lot about how to be healthy and how to live in a healthy fashion. And so this leads me to talking to you today about blue zones. So what are blue zones and why should I care about them? Well, blue zones are different areas of the world in which there is an above average population that lives to be triple digits in age. So what does that mean? That means that I think it's, it has to be an average of one in five people lives to be in their hundreds. And even the people that don't live until their hundreds in these areas of the world are still incredibly healthy. There's documentaries done on it. And like I mentioned, with the Mediterranean diet, they all mostly eat a plant-based diet. If they don't eat a plant-based diet, they eat animal products incredibly sparingly. Everything is very fresh. They have massive social support networks. They have a sense of higher power or lack thereof that is complete and total. And they have motion and movement built into their everyday life. So there's lots of blogs that are trying to sell their secrets to you as a, uh, if you subscribe to my blog, I'll tell you about the blue zones, even though I don't live in them myself or anything like that. And it's a sham. I'm here to tell you right now that everything I just told you more or less is how they live in the blue zones. There is a massive focus on all of those things that you don't see in a lot of other places in the world. So leisure time and recreation built into their everyday life a sense of higher power being or belonging a sense of self-identity and self-worth these individuals always have a project that they are working on movement is built into their everyday life such as gardening or cleaning or walking outdoors or hiking they are not sedentary people they are at least moderately to light lightly to moderately active and they follow a variation of a plant-based slash Mediterranean diet. So the current blue zones as we know them, we have are in Icaria, Greece, which is a small island off of Greece. There is Sardinia, Italy, which is a larger island off the coast of Italy. There is a small neighborhood in the coasts of Costa Rica. There's Loma Linda, and the surrounding area of California, there is Okinawa, Japan. There are several more pseudo blue zones in which people live to their 90s on average, but still, 
there are documentaries of these people that, like the Seventh-day Adventists, they'll, you know, devote their life to a cause, and even in their hundreds, they're still teaching, performing, taking classes, enjoying their life, doing whatever. So, what do they eat, and how do I start, is the question you might have. Well, let's talk about that. So, now that we've talked about the benefits of being in the blue zone and living like them, let's sort of talk more in depth about the different things that they do. Uh, these are all things that I actively try to apply to my own life, so that's why I'm sort of including this informational podcast episode as such. Let's break down each of their diets specifically. So each of them have something that is a staple in their diet that is linked to longevity in general. So if we're looking at Costa Rica, a lot of their dietary options are focusing on wild rice, black beans, and plantains. And the nutrition density density in these is obviously very high, so that's how they're able to sustain themselves on those alone at times. If you look at Okinawa, there's a lot of seaweed and there's a lot of purple sweet potato and the purple sweet potato is a very nutrient dense potato that they swear by over there and as far as other nice pleasures of home they also occasionally have a little bit of wild caught salmon or other types of seafood but aside from the seaweed they have lots of bean sprouts azuki beans tofu soy and nutrient-dense things in general. Then you look at the Sardinian diet, which is like a true Mediterranean diet. They have lots of wild grains like quinoa and couscous. They have um, things that are going to be low glycemic. All of them have low glycemic index, really, but specifically looking at wild rice as well here and looking at whole wheat noodles for their pasta dishes. They also kick back with an average of a glass of fresh wine every day. So that is built into their culture and that has polyphenols, which are antioxidants, which improve lifespan as well. If we look further into Ikaria, they have a lot of beans in their diet. They have a lot of fresh cruciferous vegetables, um, sort of their thing that they're known for obviously is Greek coffee which as I explained a little bit earlier has a lot of benefits to it as I explained in my episode about Greece so they drink a lot of Greek coffees every single day and uh, they also have like lighter spirits like Ozu and they rely on those quite heavily one thing unites all of them all the same though and that is they have a mostly plant-based diet. Each of them might consume an animal product two or three times a week maximum. And I'm talking like one serving two or three times a week. So looking at eggs, they consume no more than like five eggs total every week. Looking at milk products, they all very rarely use milk products. And if they do, it's just for like an extra pizzazz here and there, almost like a luxury item. All of them live a mostly vegan diet and they all live very long healthy lives and you don't necessarily need to be vegan or plant-based or vegetarian but just by increasing the amount of soluble fat and soluble fiber 
and non-soluble fiber that you put in your diet and you look at getting enough polyphenols, antioxidants, and other health benefits in general and making sure that you get all of your macros and micros, you'll be fine. Beans are one of the best sources of protein and fiber and um, high density carbs. All of them eat low glycemic index and long sustaining polysaccharide carbohydrates, which means things that take longer to burn down in the body and therefore provide a longer release of energy. So this would be legumes and beans and peas and whole wheats and things that are not processed. None of these diets rely on processed food. None of these diets rely on animal products. They pretty much never eat red meat and if they do, it's very, very seldom on these diets. And they live long, healthy lives. On top of that, they actively socialize. So if you look at how they interact with their neighbors, all of these blue zones are very friendly towards their fellow kin. They are always looking for new and exciting ways to go above and beyond in embracing the world, embracing themselves, and embracing one another, which is something that's very unique to them as well because you don't see this happening all too often talking about a lot of cultures around the world. So why am I talking about all of this? Well, I had a lot of time to invest in my health after COVID ended. Of course, there was a period of time in which I didn't and I binge drank a lot. But outside of the whole binge drinking a lot thing, we also took a step back here and looked at things that we could do to be more eco-conscious. I started eating a more blue zone type diet. I started eating more exotic things I'd never heard of and trying to eat more things that have a higher density nutrition profile. Another rule that blue zones largely follow is the 80% rule, especially in Okinawa. They only eat until they're about 80% full, not completely gorged. Most of their meals only have 400 calories maximum per meal. And of course, maintaining a sense of social connectedness and well-being is also huge when we're talking about maintaining a sense of well-being. So these are all things that you can do to sort of start applying tips and tricks to provide life to your years and years to your life. And none of them are very costly. In fact, if you shop like a Mediterranean individual, you're going to be buying a lot of bulk long shelf life products and that's going to be your major cost. But otherwise, it's not difficult to sustain. And personally, since started, since I started doing the Blue Zone diet type thing, I've actually noticed myself spending less and less on groceries in general. And I found myself feeling happier and happier. And so that sort of concludes this episode of Every Person Everywhere. And this also sort of ends this season. I'm going to put out one more episode and then we're going to be on to season six and we're going to be talking about present day after my travels. To this I add my beautiful silence.